Father, this morning, once again, as your people, as your children, we come, O oh Lord, for the ministry of the word. It's your word, it's not mine. Father, you said all scripture is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped, ready for every good work. And this morning, even as we meditate upon your word, I pray that you would experience that equipping, O Lord, that there will be doctrine that we will learn. There will be instruction in righteousness. There will be rebuke. There will be reproof. There will be correction. There will be exhortation, there will be encouragement, there will be washing, there will be cleansing. There will be a sanctification that will happen even more this morning, even as the word gets ministered. I pray, Lord, therefore, to anoint us this morning, even in the speaking and in the hearing of the word. Open the eyes of our heart and grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you and to know your heart. In this last hour of time, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, Amen. This morning, even as uh, uh, Abel was leading us in uh, worship, he was talking about name. A few, one, I think a year back or a, two years back, I applied for Aadhaar card for my two children. Uh, my address was, my home address was my previous home that I used to live in, in Tolichoki. So, but once I apply for Aadhaar, the address, the default address is that, so all my others will go there. So I said, okay, fine, I, at least I can get a copy from online, if, even if I don't get the other, I can download it and use it. A few years, a few um, weeks later, once the other got approved, I downloaded it online, I get a call from somebody, and he says, um, hello, is this Mr. Vijay? I said, yes, uh, this is Vijay. I said, he says, okay, fine. Um, I have uh, two others of uh, Abigail and Emanuela. I said, oh, okay, uh, please can you come and collect it? I'm at Tholichoki in your previous home. I said, oh, thank you. I'll, I'm, I'll definitely come over to your place and I'll collect it. Thank you so much for calling. So I reached the place and that gentleman who was living in my apartment right now, a young man, a bachelor. Then, um, so he invited me to his home. He happens to be a believer, goes to another church. So we were having conversation and then... Um, I finished and I forgot to ask his name. I was just having a conversation and took his, took his, uh, took his, uh, took the others and I was just before leaving, I said, I'm so sorry, uh, brother, what's your name? And he looked at me, he said, Einstein. I said, uh, what? Uh, once again, please. He said, yeah, my name is Einstein. I said, I mean, you know, imagine the weight of that name. Imagine, no? Think about this guy going to a physics class. And he's writing his physics examination. In quantum mechanics, let's say. Okay. And then uh, he gets, let's say, 25 out of 100. Just keep imagining. Okay, 25 out of 100 he gets. And then the professor, after he corrects the name, he is giving off all the answer scripts back to, back to his uh, students and he says... Einstein, physics, 25 of 100. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the weight of that name? 
Einstein. I have said, Baba, <laughs> your probably your father would have been a physics professor. Uh, and he wanted his son to be another guy, guy like him. No? In, imagine Ramanujan calling his son Ramanujan Jr. Can you imagine the weight? You know, I remember Martina Hingis, his ma- her mother named her after Martina Navratilova, the famous tennis player. Okay, so that she could be, you know, another tennis player and she was, you know. But it's not always true that uh, Einstein's will turn out to be Einstein's. You know, that's one of the things that I t- 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 do in my class when I was to teach in the university. If some students act smart, they, I call them Albert. I don't call them Einstein. I said, Abhi Einstein Baki Albert Abhi this after four years you may be Einstein, but right now you're only Albert. Okay. So the thing the weight of that name, no? Expectations on people the moment you have a name. Vijay. What happened? Fail. Hare, what's your name? Vijay. Can you imagine the weight of the name? It's a it's a very important it's an unbelievable thing. But on the other hand, our God, for him, anything is possible. For him, we have to find a name. You give him a name, he'll achieve it. Okay. You know, like for example, Moses was asked uh, to go to, uh, to, to Pharaoh and uh, let the people go. And he said, what is your name? He said, Baba, why do you, I am what I am. I am is my name. There's no name. You fit, what, what do you want? You fit, I'll fit there. And in fact, I'll be beyond your expectations. You understand? Okay. Why am I saying all this? Just to drive home a very, for our, for our God, He's like a totally different God. You can never ever match up to any name. You can't find a name which will match Him. He's, that is the reason why I know what uh, Abel was leading. You know, he was uh, saying what Brother Cyril taught us several uh, months back. God is totally set apart. Want to find a name for Him? <laughs> you give a name, He'll fit there. He'll be beyond your expectation in fact. In fact. Okay, so, so, what, do you know his name is a question, no? Let's, let's look at Matthew chapter 1, you know, why, why during this Christmas season, why should we talk about his name? Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, <clears throat> as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found of the child of the Holy Spirit. Found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Now let me tell you something. When we look at this Christmas season, there's, a, there's one emotion, which there's a lot of joy in the air, no? Joy in the air. But actually the Christmas season was not completely joyous. Okay? No, there was joy, Hark the Herald Angels Sing was given to the shepherds, of course, they all sang with joy. But the birth in itself was not very, very joyous. But imagine a, a full-term pregnant lady has to uh, travel all the way from... Nazareth to Bethlehem. Okay. I don't know how she traveled. We don't know if she traveled on a donkey's back. A full-term pregnant lady to travel on a donkey's back is the most difficult exercise. They can't even sit in a car properly. Forget about donkey's back. It's not easy. And then going all the way there and every home which is... Definitely a relative place because you're all of the house of David, right? They should have known you for sure. And nobody is receiving you. Nobody receives you. Okay? It's amazing. Nobody receives you. And where is the place? It's a place, it's, 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 it's the inn, not even in the inn, it's a manger in the inn. 
Uh, close to the end. I don't know. All imagination over here. Now think about that. Now think about it. The only parallel passage that I, that when I close my eyes, I get in the Old Testament is when J- uh, J- uh, Jacob and Rachel are traveling back from their father-in-law's home, his father-in-law's home, back to uh, the promised land. And Be- uh, Rachel is nearing to Bethlehem. Okay. And she's in labor. Right? And when she's in labor, she's she's about to give birth to a son. I mean, she's about to give birth and she's, she, even as she gives birth to a son, she calls him Benoni and, he, and she dies. Son of my sorrow. But immediately J- Joseph, oh sorry, Jacob intervenes and con- uh, changes his name, says, no, 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 he's not a son of your sorrow, he's a son of my right hand. But think about it, the only person who was man of sorrows was Jesus, he was Benoni. And he is the only person who went through the path, path of suffering and then he became Benjamin who is at the right hand of the father. Think about that. Okay. The, the word Benoni and Benjamin rightly fits into Jesus, right? This man of sorrow is acquainted with this. Therefore, Christmas was not really always joy, joy, joy. No, it's not joy in the air. All the time, no? It's not, it was It was difficult. Two years after that, you have Herod massacring the entire uh, pop, I mean, Children, males or males below below two years old, they're all killed. And it says, Rama, Rachel weeping for her children, it says. It's painful. Not an easy thing, no? It was not easy for God to become man. And imagine God running for his life. God running for his life to be saved from Herod. The Christmas story, therefore, is there's a lot of poignance in it. Poignance, right? So here we say that Joseph, Joseph, can you imagine? <laughs> Joseph was a guy who had nothing to do with this lady, with this pregnancy. He has nothing to do. But then it says being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. We heard this several times in every Christmas meeting. We, we hear about this. But then Joseph gets a dream. It says, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take your Mary, uh, to, uh, take, uh, to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And it says, for she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And before that, the angel appears to Mary, and this is found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 28 onwards. And, ha- and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Huh? Okay. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. The, then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Think about this, no? I mean, you shall call his name Jesus. Before I go there, think about it. Mary, highly favored one. How do I know that I'm highly favored? You're going, become, you're going to become pregnant. That's not easy. Think about that. It's not easy for her to accept that. But it, she does. We know that story too. Okay. Conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name what? Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Hallelujah. What an awesome God. This is the salutation given to 
Mary. What it's what is it? What does God's angel say in a dream to Joseph? You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from his sins. And Mary, you shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he's going to be, he's going to, he's going to sit on the throne of David one day and is for the increase of his kingdom, there's going to be no end. Remember the prophecy of Daniel? You had the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, this huge statue, gold signifying Babylon, Mede and, Medes and Persians, the silver, and then you had a Greek empire, and then you had iron, which is the Roman empire, and finally you have iron mixed with clay. And then what happens? A small stone, which is not cut with hands, comes and crushes, the whole kingdoms are gone, and this becomes a huge kingdom. That's exactly how the kingdom of God started. When Jesus came, he came, and he's crushing literally every earthly kingdom, and one day his his kingdom is going to rule over all. Nebuchadnezzar, he confesses that his kingdom will rule over all, and all the nations of the earth are as nothing before him. Okay, so, these are the two prophecies which are given to, or rather, uh, uh, two, two uh, visions which are given to, or uh, uh, revelations which are given to uh, both Mary and Joseph. But, what are we talking, doing here? We are looking at that name Jesus. Why is this name important? What is the what is there in a name? Joel chapter 2. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay. This is a fantastic passage in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, 13, verse 15. I'm going to look at that first and then I'm going to talk about why this name is important and what is what are we talking about here. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Very, a very well-known passage. Many of us know in different ways, but look at let us look at it in different translations to get an understanding of where the Lord is leading us today. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to our God, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Another translation, ESV. Through him let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. To God, That is, the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Another translation. This is an IV. Or acknowledge or profess. Through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Okay, that's remarkable, isn't it? What are we professing? You're professing his name. Now think about the number of names that God has in the old, in the entire Old Testament particularly. Okay, what was he, what is he called? He's called Elohim. What is Elohim? The triune God. In the, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right? That is the word is Elohim, the triune God. Okay. What is another another word? Elroi, the God who sees. Who who is that God who confessed that name? Madam Hagar was running away from her uh, from her home. Okay, and she's crying. And boys also crying. Okay. Whose cry did the God hear? The boys cry. You know, God will <laughs> boys God heard the boys cry and he answered Hagar and you know he he gave her a blessing and God called her that place what El Rohi the God who sees and then you have El Shaddai I am the Lord God Almighty walk thou before me and be thou whom did he, whom did he say that to Abraham 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 you are a, I know that I have called you to be the father of all the nations but don't try to do anything in your own flesh I am the person who empowers you to bring forth 
What God has intended in your life. Therefore, I am going to reveal myself to you as what? El Shaddai. Another word, Elkanah. What is Elkanah? God, his name is Jealous. I am a jealous God. I visit the iniquity of the fathers unto the children, unto the how many generations? Third and the fourth generation. Elkanah, a God who is jealous. That's his name. Very, very rarely we confess that name, El Shaddai, Elkanah. Elkanah, jealous God. Yes. In a relationship that God has with his church and with his people, it's a relationship which is so intimate and God says, I'm absolutely jealous about it. God is a jealous God. Elkanah. And one of the confessions that that uh, that uh, our great man Abraham, the father of faith, gives, you know, when he is taking Isaac to offer him up onto the uh, on the altar on Mount Moriah, Isaac asks him the question, Lord, um, Father, the wood is here, the fire is here. Where is the sacrifice? And what is God, what does Abraham say? The Lord will provide. And after that, you know the story. And God, and he makes a confession. He says. What does he call the place? Yehovah Yaira. What is that? The God who provides. Okay. In the mountain of God you shall find him. God provides in fact a sacrifice for, for in the, in, in, in place of Isaac. And what does it mean? What is, how does, how does that apply to our own life? Like uh, Dr. David was, uh, Dr. Uh, Richard was praying this morning. He said, if God did not Spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How much more with him we, he'll give us? How many things? All things. And another, another confession. Yehovah Rapha. Another, another confession. Yehovah Rohi. What is Rohi? My shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Who confessed that? David confessed that. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want if, because he's my shepherd. He makes me to first. Lie down. That's exactly how Christian walks start, right? Relax. Come to church, sit and listen. Okay. He leads me beside the still water. Slowly he will teach you to walk. Then third, he will leads you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Then he will teach you, this is right, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is right. Okay. Walk the straight and narrow path. Fourth, after that, though I walk through the... Ah, that is also come Monday. It's already there for some of you. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't know if you're cool. And then you will fear him, fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And what do you do? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. That's a confession. He's confessing a name. Another fantastic Yahweh Siddhikeno. You know what that means? Siddhik means righteous. Okay? Yahweh Siddhikeno, the Lord is my righteousness. Who says that? The church says that. What, what does it mean? God, I have clothed him with the righteousness of Jesus. He's absolutely perfect before me now. Who's, who's pleading your cause now? God, Jesus himself is pleading your cause. No? We had two brothers, no? The, 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 uh, Peter and, uh, Sam, they shifted their home. Uh, to a new place. Now they have to update the whole thing on the website at the FRO office. And knowing from the where, from where they come, the police give them a hard time. They say, come tomorrow, I'll call somebody. And then so we, we called the landlord. The landlord have, happens to be an advocate. 
Okay, he said, please, can you accompany these two, uh, our children? Please, can you told, uh, go and accompany them to the police station? Please tell them that this is the place that they're staying because they have to go and uh, verify their address with the police stations. So he walked into the police station and the doors opened. You know why? Because he was an advocate. He said, you know, I'm an advocate. These are, these are people who are sitting with me, who are staying in my house. They all shut their mouth. So I was telling Sam, if an earthly advocate can take people and take them to the police station, have a, such an authority in the justice system of this world. How much more our heavenly advocate who has clothed us with his righteousness, take us when the enemy is shouting, accusing day and night. What is he saying? Sinner, 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 sinner. He'll say, you know what? The blood of Jesus pleads and makes, speaks a better word. Then all the empty claims made upon this earth speaks righteousness for me, stands in my defense. Jesus, it's your blood, the righteousness of God, the Lord, my righteousness. That is the power of his name. And God has got so many names. He says, what do you want? This is what you want me to do in your life? That I will be. So, so these are some names we have in the Bible. So these are the names that we confess about God. That is what he's saying. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips, what? Profess his name. Think about another another name. The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Shabbat. Okay, we remember, remember that um, our mighty fortress is our God. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving will be failing. We're not the right man, but on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Does ask who that may be. Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Shabbat, his name, age to age the same, he must win the battle. And who first confessed Lord Shabbat, it was Hannah. And the second time, you come with your javelin and your spear. But I come in the name of who? Yahweh Shabbat. God of us, if he is there for us, who can be against us? And only what he says, today I'm going to take your sword, I'm going to cut off your head. That is how spiritual battles are won. Where you disarm the enemy. And how God disarmed? Becoming the forerunner. He was the captain of the army. And he became what? Yahweh Shabbat. Another name we confess. That is the reason why, you know what? In the name of our Lord. The name of our God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. And they are saved. The name of the Lord. So one of the th- that is the experience that you should really, really, truly experience. Like like Paul experienced, my God shall supply your need. What did he say? My God, your need. Our need, God, na na. Beta, it is not our need. Mera Bhagwan, tumara. Avasar, one not avasar. No, your need. My God, your need. Na, I have God. That's enough for me. He is everything. I know how to be, how to be in plenty, how to be in need, how to be abased, how to abound. In all things, I have learned the secret to be content. I can do all things through Christ. You know why? Because He is everything for me. And today, this morning, I want to look at just five of His names that are given to Him. Five names. How many names? Five names. And those five names are specifically given to Jesus and they've been specifically quoted in one place which is one of my favorite, favorite chapters in the books, in the entire Bible is found in Isaiah chapter 9. You know that very well. For unto us, who's born? A child is born. Kya baat hai? Unto us, huh? son is given. For this, it is all for us. It is for all of us. Who is born? A child is born. Who is given? A son is given. What does that mean? Yeah, he was human. 
because he was born, but he is divine because he is given. God gave his son. Who was the son? The only son in the bosom of the father. No man has seen God, but only God in the bosom of the Father has declared, has made him known to us, and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten Son of God, full of what? Grace and truth. And out of his fullness we have all received what? Grace for grace. So unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Kya baat hai? Awesome. We'll come to that later. The government is upon his shoulder and his, what? Everybody, name. Can you see, he doesn't say names. That, that is, that is what Bible is. Okay. His name. Is this also your name? I don't have names. I have name. And that name has several characteristics. Okay, I just have a name. <laughs> but that's, that name has several characteristics and today we are going to talk about five of those names which everybody knows, very famous, which you read very fast and don't meditate upon. But today we'll let's meditate upon that. And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful, sorry. It's not Wonderful Counselor. Many translations will club Wonderful Counselor. It is Wonderful. What are you? Wonderful. What are you? Miracle. Uh, uh, do you mean to say that uh, you do miracles? No, 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 no. I am a miracle. Kya baat hai? I am the light. You, do you mean to say that you show the light? No, 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 no. I am the light. I am the way. Do you mean to show that you show the way? No, no, no. I am the way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You see? His name is wonderful. Second, his name is counselor. Third, Mighty God. Fourth, everlasting Father. Fifth, Prince of Peace. And then let's read the next verse. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So we are not truly anywhere worried about CAB and CAA. Because our citizenship is of a different world altogether. Our, our, (laughs) our, Our citizenship is not of this world, Baba. We have a total different citizenship made of all nations, all tribes, all peoples. Okay? They're all ours. Think about it, no? If you have a Indian and a, and a Christian Korean, both need help. Whom will you help? Answer, you should know by this time. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no End upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it to establish with judgment and justice from that time forward and even forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. He will finish and accomplish. In other words, if God says, I'm going to finish it, finish it, done deal. Finished. Oh, I may do it. I may not. No, 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 no. I say it and it's done. That is what you should believe. Lord, just speak the word. <laughs> That's what the centurion said. I know, Lord, you are under a man under authority. You, I am not worthy for your for your uh, for you for you to come and uh, heal my my uh, to come for you to come to my home. Please just speak the word. It's going to be done. Speak the word. That's the kind of kind of faith that we should have. So the first thing that we want to look at is the first name that has been given to Jesus. His name is what? Wonderful. If you have the time, Peter, can you lead us in that song? His name is wonderful. His name is Jesus. His name is Lord. Okay, you remember that song? Where do you first find this word wonderful? I'll show you. Okay. 
Let us read it. Exodus chapter 15 verse 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness. What does it? Holiness means he's totally set apart from all the other gods. Okay. Whoever that God is. Okay. Among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing what? Wonders. What did the wonder did he do? What kind of a wonder did he do, Baba, here? Okay, this is a song after the children of Israel sing after they cross the who? The Red Sea. You'll find this in the in context, Exodus chapter 14. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the deliverance of the Lord, that the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Stand still. The most difficult thing for any man to do is to be Still. Pastor was saying, no? Every time, every time we discuss, he said, Vijay, the most difficult thing for anybody to do is to be still. Yesterday I was listening to this, uh, one Korean preacher in a church in, <laughs> in US, okay? You know, people in Asia, especially, I know the culture that uh, Chinese and Koreans and Japs come from, no? They're extremely workaholics. They're, their identity is their work. I mean, I used to ha- I used to have uh, um, Chinese students, Iranian students, and Indians. You know, competition is maximum from whom? Chinese. Those fellows they don't go to home. Go home. They get their brush, they get their toiletries. They will sit in the lab. They would have networking like crazy. Twelve years question papers they will know. And every exam they're getting A plus. And the Desis are looking at them and said, "Baba, from there is this fellow." Are they having different kinds of brains? No, 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 no. Extremely hardworking. Extremely, li- what is that? You know, they work like bulls and oxes only. Bull work, no? Just, they just work like bulls. Okay, for them, the identity comes from their work. It is very difficult for them to stay still. So this Korean pastor was talking about this. You know, he said, for six months, God asked me to be still. Okay. He was like working, you know, evangelizing, going left, right, and center all around the world, establishing churches. He was youth pastor, this pastor, that pastor. So many people he got into the he got into the kingdom after a while. God said, "No more six months, nothing doing." And in that six months, you know what? Uh, somebody asked him, "What do you do?" Oh, <laughs> very difficult, no? Uh, do nothing? No, 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 no. I'm a pastor," he said. "No, no." Then his daughter looked at him and said, "No, no, no. You're not a pastor." You don't have a church now? Why are you lying to that person? He said, my goodness, why did she open her mouth? <laughs> you see, he was saying, you know, I understand the culture. The culture is, for them, they are what they do. Yes or no? You know, for God is not like that. First you are and then you do. You are a son first. And then you work for him. That is the reason why he has accepted us into his beloved and he says stay still. For them to stay still is very, very difficult. Most difficult thing for anybody in fact to stay still. For people who are used to working. Oh boy, I mean one of my struggles is I, I don't know, I cannot function in my home. I have to have an office. And if I come home, somehow the spirit of, what is that? Sleep comes over, no? And I fall asleep. So I said, Baba, because I'm used to that. 
So most of the time, it's very difficult to find me in my home. You see, that is because you know why? We are all trained because our identity comes from work and we cannot be still, still be, just be still in the presence of God and do nothing and the ravens will get you food. Can you imagine to be still? Uh, for a high octane <laughs> minister like uh, Elijah? Difficult. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites. So, do what? Move on. Just let me tell you, this is spiritual stillness. This is not physical. Stillness does not mean that you do nothing. It doesn't mean that you should not pray. It doesn't mean that you should not read your word. In fact, it means that you read your word more. You seek the face of God more. You pray more. In that stillness, that is what stillness actually means. Just keep moving on. Now think about this. I, I, why, why did I say this? Why, why am I bringing this into, in, 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 into context here? He says, the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more in your life. Now that, what is, what, who are these Egyptians? These are the people who are pursuing you. You have been brought by the blood of the lamb. The Passover lamb has been shed for you. You you were made righteous. The angel of death has passed over you. You have been brought out of Egypt. You are now God's. But you know what Egypt will say? You are still mine. I know, I know you are a believer. But I know, I know in your heart, you know, I know your, you know, all your desires that you have in your heart. I know what your past life is. Now you are acting off as if you are a great man. Don't try to be so holy, 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 okay? I know who you are. That is what, these are the voices from the past. These are the voice of accusation. That is the reason why it's called the accuser of the who? Brethren. And you know what Moses is saying? Stand still, watch the deliverance of God. I'm going to take you through such an experience. It is going to be a what kind of an experience? Or wonderful, ah, wonderful experience. The voices that pursued you will what pursue you anymore. The voices which called you a failure. The voices which called you good for nothing. The voices which called you sinner, this, that. Remember, remember Jesus, no? Where are those people who condemn you, madam? No more. They're gone. I also don't condemn you. The only person who had every right to condemn was Jesus. And he says, I don't condemn you because you know what? I have taken it upon myself. I became the Passover lamb. The voices. Maybe this year, there were so many voices that pursued you. And one, one name that you have to confess is, Lord, your name is wonderful because you're going to do something. You're going to wipe out all those voices that bring my past life back to me. It's one of the most difficult things for believers, actually. People who are, you know, truly, truly born again believers to really experience a guilt-free life. A conscience which is void of offense with God and with man. We have a guilty conscience. You see? So, Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea. On what ground? Wow! (laughs) What miracle is this, Baba? What miracle? So what did he do? I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Powerful verses, a sermon in itself. Verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong, what wind? East wind. Do a study on what the word east wind in the Bible. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a symbol of judgment. A strong east wind came and all the locusts came. Remember? 
Locust brought the east wind brought all the locusts. That's not that's a different study. What did you? He just blew. I told you no. What kind of a air it is? Not fan air. Fan air can only dry your clothes. This is breath which made the land dry. How much? How many degrees centigrade here? Minimal. To make it dry, how much you need, Baba? At least hundred degrees centigrade to just latent heat in come, you know, taking into the taking in the latent factoring in the latent heat of uh, vaporization of water, etc., etc. To make them go on dry land and to have two walls of water here. That means how many how many degrees centigrade over here? Zero. Zero here, hundred here, and they are walking on it. What is that? Wonder. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? This is God, Baba. All your science experiments will go out of the window. I will exper- experiment. It could may not, it may have been only uh, the sit, the what sea of reeds, the ISV says, or the RSV. We'll call it the sea of reeds. It was only knee deep, Baba. And the greater miracle is to submerge the entire Egyptian army in knee deep water. That is a greater miracle. Anywhere, if you see, anywhere you see, he is what? Wonderful. <laughs> he is a wonderful God. <laughs> you see, what a God he is. He is going to make dry land appear and he is going to walk and then these fellows are running after them. Right? They enter into the sea. Now suddenly what happens? He jams the wheels. How does he jam the wheels? He makes it wet again. Soggy. Wow. And then he says, Seas cover. Gone. Amazing God. <laughs> what a wonderful God. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. The waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left hand. It doesn't matter, no? Doesn't matter what your emotional state is. You know, Tim Keller makes this very interesting anecdote. He says, some people might have said, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Some people have said, young people, come on God, do it God. Nice happened to those fellows. And he's going, no? <laughs> nice. And it doesn't matter what your emotional condition. You might be feeling really brave. You might be feeling really what? Timid. So, that's his name. Wonder. You just have to confess. Just believe. Just go into the other side. God will do the miracle. It doesn't matter what kind of an emotional condition you are in. You might be having faith, which is fearful. I mean, when you're in the beginning stages of your life, I don't know if it is going to work. But deep down inside of my heart, I think it's going to work. God says, just step out on faith. Step out. Come through that. And you know what? God, God did God did a fantastic miracle no? that day. Remember that, right? And what happened at the end of it? But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right hand, on their, light, on their left hand. The day the Lord saved Israel from the hand of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. That's your past life. Dead. All your old music which you enjoyed. And called it good old days. Gone. Dead. We'll talk about that. Let's just finish this now. Verse 31. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord, one, and they put 
their trust in him. Second, and they put their trust in Moses. Three things they did. They feared the Lord. They put their trust in him. And they put their trust in the messenger that God sent into their lives. Three things happened. And what did they do? They believed him. They put their trust in him. That's exactly. Now think about this. This is Old Testament. Old Testament is what we call as what? What last, last Sunday we heard? Shadow. What is the substance? Substance is in the New Testament. Substance is in the New Testament. Let us see what it says. Wonderful in the New Testament. Okay. First Corinthians. Sorry. Uh, Luke's Gospel chapter 8 verse 28 onwards. About 8 days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John and James with him, with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, who are these? Moses and Elijah. Who are they signifying? The law and the prophets. Appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Then, what did they speak? They spoke about this. Departure, you know what the word exodus means? Departure. Actually the word word is, they spoke about his exodus, which he was about to fulfill in Jerusalem. So that was a shadow. And the substance is, God through his death is going to become the Passover lamb. He is going to redeem a people out of the clutches of Pharaoh. He is going to take them out. Now think about this. In whom did Israel's Israelites put their trust in? They put their trust in God. They put their trust in uh, in Moses. Right? Two things they did. They feared him. They put their trust in God. And they put their trust in Moses. In other words, what did they believe? They believed the, the message who preached? Moses preached. What, the message, what was the message that Moses preached? Get out of Egypt. And serve God. Moses didn't come and say, you know what? I'm going to ask Pharaoh for an increase in salary. In promised land. In, no, no. In Egypt. No, no. He didn't say that. I will ask him to give us housing, HRA. House rent elevance. No. He didn't say, I'm going to ask them to give DA, dearness elevance. No. No DA, no DA, no HRA. In Egypt. Out of Egypt. That's what he preached. And what did they do? They believed. So what is Jesus also asking us to do? Come out of the world. What kind of a work is that? Wonderful. It's a wonderful work. See, let's move on. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment in Jerusalem. What does 1 Corinthians chapter 10 say? For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they were all, they all passed through the sea. They were, what is that? Read this please. Baptized. So what is the Red Sea a symbol of? Baptism. Baptism. See, think about your trajectory. Your trajectory. All of you, know, just for two minutes, you know, think about how brought you, how God brought you into the waters of baptism. From your old life into the waters of baptism and he gave you a new name also, some of you. How God brought you? Just think about it, you know, that trajectory that God took you through. Is it not, not wonderful? I mean, especially if people are from non-Christian backgrounds, for them to enter into the waters of baptism is like one of the most difficult things to experience. Not easy. The trajectory that people have taken, 
The price that they have to pay. But what is baptism? You know what it says in First uh, Corinthians, oh, sorry, Romans chapter 6. This is what it says. What shall we say then? Are we, to, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death and we were buried therefore with him together in baptism into his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Now tell me, what does the word newness of life signify? Three things. That you should fear God, you should trust in him and you should trust his servant. Three things. What is new? What is newness of life? Fear God. Second word, trust in Him. Third, trust in His messengers. That is the reason why Second Corinthians chapter seven verse two says, "You don't have to turn there." It says, "Make room for your in your hearts for us." You know what Paul says? Make room for your hearts for us. You know why? It's important for us to open our hearts to the Word of God. Make room. So, how do you open your hearts to the Word of God? By opening your hearts to the messengers of God. You understand? So that is the end result of confessing the name that he is what? Wonderful. Amen. So this morning, let me ask you this question. Twelve months have passed. Do you still hear your voices? Voices from your past? All the sins that you have done even till this morning? All the failures that... Just keep coming to your mind. It may not be even the devil. You yourself will keep keep on remembering it. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. You have regret? You know, very interesting. Now I was asking, uh, just, <laughs> my wife was asking uh, my children, do you have any regrets? And my elder daughter says, yeah, yeah, I have a few regrets. I said, Baba, what did you do? Okay. And, <laughs> and she was, possibly, I don't know if she was serious. Regrets, even eight-year-olds have regrets. Okay, that is the reason why it says in First Peter chapter 4, the time that you have spent in this world is sufficient. Sufficient. Sufficient time you have spent in thinking all these negative thoughts of people calling you this and people calling you that, people even calling you beautiful. That is also a dangerous thing. Opinions of men. Or... Or just put the expectations. You know, the moment people say that you are good, their expectations increase. Right? The moment you are given a rise in your uh, office, gone. Finished. That comes with a... Nothing is free in this world. Yeah. You know, uh, recently we got model status in our school. You should see how they have inspected us with a fine tooth comb. The, the moment they entered into the into the school, the first time they looked at one of the records and said, this is wrong. And we, oh, everybody's in <laughs> tender rooks only. Fine tooth. And then after giving us a model status, they say, you know what? Now that your school has been given the model status, the expectations are very, very high. See, every promotion that you get in the world, the expectations are always high. Only person who says, I'll first give you a promotion and then expectations later. You know who is that? God. I will call you what? Mighty man of valor. Where is this fellow? <laughs> Threshing Baba. Threshing. Where? In the wine press. Hiding from all the enemies. There is only one person who does that. God. God does that. So this, just think about it. All those voices. You know what? Believe in your baptism. 
If you have been baptized, how many of you have been baptized here? Show me your hands. Unashamedly. <clears throat> if, if you have not been baptized, what are you thinking about? Okay. <laughs> Waiting for the next Christmas? I don't know. Okay, think about it, no? If you have been baptized, live in the reality of your baptism. Say, Lord, all those voices, they are like dead chariots and dead horsemen at the shore. You have caused all those voices to cease. I will not let them, you know, can come into my ears. You know why? Because your name is wonderful. Wonderful. Amen. That is the reason why, you know what? The best way to defeat the enemy is to disarm the enemy. What is that? <laughs> the best way to defeat the enemy is to disarm the enemy. Okay, what do you call me? Sinner. Yeah, you know. Yes, I'm a sinner. You have disarmed him. How many husbands do you have? Five, I'm living with the sixth. Disarmed him. The moment you speak the truth, he's disarmed. Oh yeah, he's confessing his current condition. What else can I say? What else can I say? <laughs> that is the reason why it says, light, God did not send his son to condemn the world. That's what somebody was praying, no? But that, that we might have eternal life. This is the condemnation. What? That light has come into the world, but men loved their darkness. They still love their darkness. They still love the approval of men. But you say, Lord, I don't care whether people say good things about me or bad things about me. Today they will say, you're a fantastic man, Jesus. Tomorrow they will say, crucify. Doesn't matter. You yourself will say to yourself, what am I, Lord? Your opinion about yourself will change, no? HR interview, talk about yourself. Talk about yourself, what can I say? Uh, what a question in HR interview. Talk about yourself. Thank God I didn't go through all those interviews. My my boss who has employed me in GTC knows me. So I didn't have to th- talk about myself. <laughs> you see, you understand that? Okay, don't have to. The best way to defeat the enemy is to disarm the enemy. Look at what it says in Colossians chapter 2. And you who were dead in your trespasses, verse 13 onwards, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, cancelling the record of the debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside where? Nailing it to the cross. You cannot be charged for the crime anymore. Finished all debt paid. Then, he disarmed. Kya baat hai? What? This is exactly how David is speaking by faith. That life that you have, I'm going to take it and I'm going to cut off your head. Remember? Moses with his uh, stick. That is just a stick. He puts it and it becomes a what? Serpent. They also, with their enchantments, they throw their sticks and they also become snakes. What does God do? Swallow those both. Finish. Disarmed. Because all their power is in the stick. For us, the power is not in the stick. It is in our God. So what does he do? He disarms the enemy. That is exactly what does God, what God does. Because his name is wonderful. Wonderful God. Disarms the enemy. Ultimate fear is a fear of death. He defeated death by what? 
By death, by death. Kya baat hai? That is the reason why it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 24, it says, because he never sinned, it was impossible for death to strong, to lay hold of him. He defeated death. You know, I, I, I love uh, brother Edward Williams' example about this. Now he says, how many of you know Indian game Kabaddi? Kabaddi, how many of you seen Kabaddi? Now for a guy to, def- to, to, to get a point, the guy has to go, he has to cross that line. He has to touch all of them and come back. And then they're all, they're all what? Defeated. That's exactly what Jesus did. He went. He touched death. Defeated and came out. Finished. Defeated death. Came out. He tasted death. And you know what? After that, what you know what he did? He took what captive? Captivity. Captive. We were all captives in sin. He took us all out and he gave what? Gifts to men. Some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some evangelists, some teachers. So I am your gift. You see? Think about that. Unwrap us. <laughs> that is the reason I point out what Paul says. Pray for us so that we'll be able to speak the mysteries of God with boldness. Amen. So that is the reason why Hebrews chapter 2. Since therefore children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might might destroy the one who has power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject for lifelong slavery. That's how he did. Because his name is Wonderful. How did he do that? He bound a strong man. And after you bind a strong man, what do you ask him? Give me all your spoil. When you, when you catch a thief, what do you do? Oh, from tomorrow onwards, don't steal. Do you say that? No, you don't say that, no. You ask him to repay how many, how many times more? Seven times. Proverbs chapter 6. He has to repay how many times? Seven times. All the things. God is going to do what? One thing. If you believe that he is wonderful, he is going to restore all the years that the locusts have eaten. Seven times over, if you believe that his name is wonderful. Do you know his name as wonderful? Okay. Second, his name is what? Counselor. Very strange name. I I was thinking about, I I thought when I was actually uh, preparing for this, I was thinking the word counselor means advocate. So the moment I thought about advocate, I remember these two guys, no? But that is not what it means. The word counselor means a person who equips you for war, or to make you successful in life. That is what the word counselor means. Okay. I'm going to go into the details of it. So, what is counsel essentially? The advice or the teaching of God. Okay. The advice or the teaching of God. Now look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 1. We know this verse very well. Long ago at many times and in many ways. God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in the in these last days he has spoken through his son. That is what it is. He is what? He is the one who speaks and teaches. How? Through his own life. And through the words that he spoke. Matthew chapter 7. After the Sermon on the Mount. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his counsel. They were wondering at his counsel. Think about that. Those two words there. No? They were astonished at his doctrine or his teaching. For he was teaching them as a one who had authority and not 
as their scribes. You know, think about this. You know, the morning when Abel was leading worship, he said, why do we celebrate Christmas? Because God is what? Holy. Wow. Did you ever think about that? Because it, it's, there's only one person who can clear infinite death. Debt. There's only one person who can clear infinite debt. He should be also infinite. We owe infinitely to God. So the only way we can clear the infinite debt is when God clears the debt for us by himself. But he's so holy. He's so righteous. So what does he do? He sends his son and whoever believes in him. You know, remember the teaching that uh, Eric was teaching on, on, on Wednesday. He said, this is the work of God that he should what? Believe in me. Believe in me. Believe in me. He's teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Mark 1. And they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and he was teaching. And they were what? Astonished at his? Remarkable, no? I think about this. Jesus never got the attention to himself. He always got attention to the words that he spoke. That's very difficult. It's very difficult. Okay. Very difficult. Especially if you are... uh, It's not so much in... uh, I don't know if it's like that in corporate. Because people like you because of the work that you do. Right? I, I, I don't know. Uh, in, in, even in university, how many papers you publish, that is, mo- that is how much your boss loves you. Yeah, the love of the boss is directly proportional to the number of papers you publish. <laughs> yeah? Okay. The love of your father or your mother sometimes, sometimes, not always, not all cases, is directly proportional to the number of marks that you get. Okay, because that is sometimes I always keep fighting, no? When I look it up again, how much, how much did you get? Math? 95. Chi. See, you know, <laughs> very difficult, no? Very difficult. And he said, you never say anything good about me. I didn't say, I didn't want to convey that message. No? It's, we don't, we are not, we are not accepting the, uh, the failures of the student. No, I'm sorry. We're not. We're not not accepting the child. We love the child, but we also expect something from him. Okay. And sometimes our love is directly proportional to the mark sheet. You know that is how. That is the reason why all smart people get away with sin. The, the smarter you are, the easy for you to get away. Hurry! You're first smoking, Ray, but he got good marks. <laughs> Why that fellow does drugs but he's working for IBM? What is that connection now? Because you are working for IBM has justified you completely. Anyway, look at what. And they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as a one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. Look at what happens. This is powerful. And he cried out, what have... You to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him, crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching. I love that. Counselor. What is this counsel? This is the counsel which delivers you from demonic oppression. That is the counsel. 
delivers you from demonic oppression. That is the reason why I love Romans chapter 6 verse 17. It says, even though you were once upon a time slaves of sin, you became, you what? You loved the doctrine which was delivered to you and having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. The doctrine that delivers us is what he has given us. Remarkable, no? Till that time, nobody can do anything with demonic. I mean, that's the only difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. Old covenant, you could raise the dead. You could heal the sick. You could multiply bread. You could make uh, bitter water sweet. You could do all those things except deliver. That is the reason why Jesus said, if I by the spirit of God cast out demons, what will happen? What has come upon you? The kingdom of God has come upon you. What does he give us now? He gives us counsel as to how to defeat the enemy. He's called the what? The counselor. What is a counselor? He gives you the word of God so that you can deliver others from demonic oppression, not just yourself. That is the reason why Mark 16, 16, behold, I have given you Sorry, Luke 10. I have given you power over all the authority over all the power of the enemy. What have I given you? I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Think about this. What has he given us? Authority. What, what has authority? Teaching has authority. What that is? What does a teaching do? It gives us power over all the power of the enemy. Like, let, let me explain this to you. It's like this. A traffic cop standing near Gachiboli Junction. Junction. Remember the junction near Triple IT? Full DLF over here, Triple IT over there, IBM over, uh, sorry, ISB over here, and uh, if you go this way, you have Care Hospital, etc. Okay, full high tech. You have Porsche, BMW, and all kinds of powerful cars. Suddenly, current goes. So, who stands there as a traffic cop? One pot belly, like this. And full speed, one Ferrari will come. And what does he say? And what does this Ferrari do? Stop. Does it have power? Yeah. But what does this fellow have? Authority. That is counsel. So what is he? He is a counselor. A teaching he has given. So when defeat all the lies of the enemy. You know why? This is very important. You know the only way to to uh, to rid ourselves constantly from demonic attack is to listen to the counsel of God. It's very important whom you are listening to. Because the first defeat happened because they listened to counsel and not from God. That is the reason why, you know what? God, God asked uh, Adam, 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 where are you? Second question, who told you? Who told you? Now, question you need to ask yourself today. If God is wonderful, where are you? <laughs> Did you understand? If God is wonderful, if I am a saved, blood-bought disciple of Jesus Christ, what kind of a condition I'm in? Am I defeated by sin? Am I going through demonic oppression? Do I see defeat in my life? Do I see constant battle with finances? Do I see constant battle with not being able to manage time? Am I a prisoner of time? Or am I a waster of time? Or am I a steward of time? Am I? Think about that. And when you ask this question, you should ask, who told you? What counsel are you listening to? And if you are listening to the counsel, where are you now? Why? Because his name is Counselor. So you want to know his counsel? There should be one attitude. What should that attitude be? 
John's Gospel chapter 7 verse 14 onwards. One of my favorite verses. Okay, it says, about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began. Everybody loudly say. Loudly, everybody in one voice. Teaching, fantastic. The Jews therefore marveled saying, how is this man has learning when he has never studied? That's like Jesus was the spiritual Ramanujan. Because, you know, Ramanujan never went to college. You know that, right? And he wrote 3,500 theorems. And still, some theorem, they're still finding proofs for them. He just imagined and he wrote one equation. That's it. Left-hand side is called the right-hand side. Where? In number theory. You ask my father, he knows how, how difficult number theory is. If mathematics is the queen of all sciences, number theory is queen of mathematics. And then they asked him, Ramanujan, how did you get all these equations? The Lord of Saraswati revealed this to me. She, he said that, by the way. The Goddess Saraswati revealed this to me. Okay? The man who knew infinity, watch that movie. Are uh, Johan is already watching me like this. With his eyes, with a twinkle in his eyes. Okay, no problem. So Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. He's like, you know what? You know who taught me? <laughs> I was taught by God himself. If anyone, no, look at this, says, you want to know his teaching? You want to know, the, you want to get this authority? You want to have this counsel in your life? This should be your attitude. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking of my own authority. In other, in other words, he says, the key to knowing is willing. What is that? <laughs> the key to knowing is willing. It is not the key to will, I mean, so the key to willing is not knowing. If I know, then I will will. Then I will. Okay, not not I will will. Uh, if I know, then I will. It's not that way. If I will, then I will know. That is the reason. The key to knowing is willing. So he says, the speaking, the one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. So how do I know that I'm willing? If I'm not seeking my own glory. You see that? You see that? That is what he's saying. And if you have this attitude, you know what? You will have the teaching too. Not difficult. That is the reason why, you know what he says? Lord, it pleased you, Father, to reveal it to babes and to hide it from all the wise and the prudent. So the more intelligent you are, the less likely (laughs) for you to know God. That is the reason why not many wise are called. Not not all. All wise are not called. It's not that it's not discrediting all wise. It doesn't. It says not many wise are called. You know, God gets the glory by choosing the foolish thing, foolish people, and making them wise. Kada, so how many are fools for God today? Very difficult. How many if you don't want to show a resume? You know what? How much I gave up to come to Christ into the ministry? Do you know my resume? Antadhana. Okay, don't seek your glory. Then you'll have counsel and if you have this attitude, he will be your counselor. But all the time, counsel is not good, no. Sometimes it is difficult also. It'll cut. John's Gospel chapter 6. When many of these disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard teaching. (laughs) How many really, really have this attitude? Lord, I will will and then I will know. Lord, so many times we ask, Lord, first tell me what will happen, then I will do. Okay, Tell me that I'm going to make a millionaire from today, I will start giving. 
Tell me that I'll get a good wife, then I'll teach or treat all my brothers, uh, sisters, as all the women in the church as sisters. I'll tell you why. Because a lot of young people come to church for hunting. <laughs> Not in our church, please. Not under our watch. I'm coming to church, Lord. I'm treating all these as my sisters. I should get a good wife. You know what God says? Become a eunuch for me first. And then I'll give you a wife. Lots of young people are laughing. And their hearts are breaking at the council. (laughs) This is a hard teaching. Who can do it? That's exactly what the disciples said. If this is the way the man has to be with his wife, it is not, it is good not to marry. And you know what God Jesus said? I also don't disagree. He didn't say, yeah, 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 no, 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 I'm not saying that, no, 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 he didn't say that. I did not mean that, brother, no, no, no. Who can receive this teaching, will receive this teaching. Okay? He says, but Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to him, do you take, ah, that's a problem. You know why we don't get counsel? We don't have authority in our lives? You know, because we get offended. Bah, blessed is the man who is not offended because of me. And the word offense is fantastic. The word comes from the word scandal in it so, which, which, which we, from which we get the word scandal. I don't like to be scandalized. I'll tell you something. If you are in a Christian life, prepare to be scandalized. Prepare. Everybody who was used of God was scandalized. You know, I was listening to this Korean preacher the other day. He was saying, some of the people, they have to always explain why they have done an action. Oh, most of the people. Why did you say that? You know, because my mother was like that. No, I have this, uh, I don't want. uh, And you know that this person confronted this person and he said, why do you always try to explain yourselves? And she said, I don't like being misunderstood. You know, one of the things in ministry, <laughs> everybody will misunderstand you. Even your closest. At least for some point in their lives. Before God reveals them. Everybody. And you should say, you try to go around, try to explain yourself. Boss, you will become a slave of people. You want that counsel? Prepare to be misunderstood. What happened to this guy? John the Baptist? Lord, I served you. I'm in prison. Blessed is a man who is not willing to be misunderstood because of me. Paraphrasing. Teaching. If you want to get this teaching, you want authority? Jesus cared literally two hoots. No, only two times in his entire life he got a he got an approval from his father. Everybody else's approval didn't matter to him at all. What happened? From that time onwards, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go? Thank God for Simon Peter. <laughs> Where shall we go, Lord? You have the counsel which will grant me deliverance in my life. Where can I go? I need your counsel. It doesn't matter how much, how offended I am. Twice he uses the word 
get thee behind me, Satan. First, when he's tempted by Satan himself, in Matthew chapter 4, and then the second time when, when Peter says, Lord, be this far from me, and what does God do? He looks at Peter and he says, get thee behind me, Satan. Does Peter get offended? No. Blessed are those people who don't get offended. And God will be your counselor. So if you confess him as your counselor, don't get offended. Amen? Amen. Okay, so first we have, what is he? Wonderful. Second, he, he is your, he's our counselor. That is the reason why First Timothy chapter 4 will say, I charge you therefore before God and Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. All ingredients ingredients should be there in the meal. Everything. You should have palak. You should have kothmir. I'm sorry. You should, you should have uh, uh, spinach and, uh, and, uh, and okra. And you have to have uh, chicken. All in proper proportion. All compulsory questions. No, nothing is choice. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Why? For the time will come when they will not endure. Sound that. They don't want counsel anymore. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, <laughs> they will heap up for themselves teachers. You know, Telugu, it's very interesting. Durada chevulu. Itching ears. Chevul durada and they will turn their ears away from truth and they will be turned aside to what? Any story say. Some, some churches you go, they will give you a story. There's a story time. Sunday school. You know what happened long time ago? Ah, long time ago in Bethlehem. That's exactly how they do. I don't like that hymn by the way. We know precisely when, we, when he came. Isaiah puts this beautifully, you know, I love the way Isaiah puts it. And now go, Isaiah 30, write it before them on a tablet or iPad and inscribe it in a book with the iPen that it may be for a time to come as a witness forever in their hard drive. Why? For they are a rebellious people, lying children, children unwilling to hear instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, don't see, please, don't, 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 don't see, don't see, don't see, please, please. And then, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us smooth things. Prophesy illusions. Are you, I mean, deliberately when prophet who is genuine has to prophesy illusions? Leave the way. Turn aside from the path. Let us hear no more about the Holy One. You know why? Because God is holy. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to be a holy bride, completely set apart for Him. And therefore what Peter says, be ye holy in all manner of conversations because He said, be holy as I am holy. But you know what they said? No, 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 no. no. Prophesy it was illusions. Colossians chapter 2, I love this. Verse 28, mission statement of my life now. Actually, actually chapter 1, not 2. This is Colossians chapter 1, okay, correction. Him we preach. Whom do we preach? Jesus. Why? Because he is the counselor. Him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect 
in Christ. To this end also I labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Other translations will use the word laboring with all laboring. Okay, so get get to know the whole counsel of God. No, this is a counsel of Acts 20, 27. Therefore, I testify to you to this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all men for I've not shunned to declare the whole counsel of God. Everything pertaining to Jesus Christ I taught you. Him we preached, this is what he is. And if you have this in your life, you will have what? Authority. If you have accepted him as a counselor, if you have proclaimed and confessed that he is your counselor, you know what he's going to do? You'll have authority. You'll have authority. You will be above your circumstances and not through your circumstances. Alright everybody? So he's your counselor. Should we confess him? Say that. He is my counselor. Say that. He is wonderful first. Then he is my counselor. Why? Why, 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 why? Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Okay? So for this, in the matter of chalu. Okay, let us go to the next. I have so many things I have worked upon this. But I am going to talk about the next one. Mighty God. What is he? Mighty God. Now think about it. Now whenever you say the word mighty God, how is Jesus mighty? Oh, look at the miracles he performed. Think about it now. Mark chapter 4. He rebuked the wind, spoke to the sea, and they all said, what manner of man this is, even the seas obey him. So therefore he is equal to? God did that already in the Old Testament, no? Why does Jesus mighty? Why is Jesus mighty? Why is Jesus mighty? And I was thinking about this. I was thinking, this is one of my, I was thinking about what Lord, what, how do I experience you as a mighty God in my life? I'll tell you. Let me read a proverb for you. From the Bible, okay? Not my own. Let's all read this together. Everybody. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than the one who takes a city. Okay, no, you still haven't got it. Okay, let me just read another translation. Better to be patient than ah. So why do you say mighty God? Ah. <laughs> How much is he patient? On the cross. I mean, what he says? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Therefore, he is a what God? Ah, mighty God. I'll tell you, you know, I don't know, I gave this example sometime back. One of my favorite movies is The Schindler's List. I mean, I can watch it. Every time I watch it, I become emotional. I keep crying also. And one of the most poignant scenes in that movie is a conversation between a warden of a concentration camp. His name is um, Alan Goetz, if I'm right. Alan Goetz, Goetz, Goetz. His last name is Goetz. And Schindler, conversation. And this guy is a cruel fellow. This warden of the concentration plant is very, very cruel fellow. In the morning when he gets up for target practice, he takes his gun and a lot of Jews in the concentration camp, he takes aim and he shoots them for target practice. He's so cruel. 
And then Schindler is the one, obviously, the protagonist of the movie is trying to rescue the Jews, okay? And then um, they're having a conversation. He's a German, both are Germans. This guy is drunk, this guy, and Schindler is also having his wine. And then he asks this question to Goethe. Goethe, why do you think the Jews are afraid of us? You know what Goethe says? Paraphrasing, he says, they're afraid of us because we are powerful. We have the power to kill them. That is the reason why they're scared of us. We are powerful. And Schindler looks at him and he laughs and he says, you think that is power? Go ahead, I'll tell you, you know what power is? There was an emperor and in his kingdom, there was one of his closest subjects who betrayed him. And the punishment for Raja Droham is execution. And then this guy, his this fellow realized that the emperor has come to know about his plot. Now he knows that his days are numbered. You know what he does? He goes to the emperor, falls at his feet and he says, Lord have mercy. And the emperor looks at his repentance. The emperor has every right to take off his head. But then he looks at him and lets him go. Go it. That is power. <laughs> only only Spielberg can get the drama out of that, no? That is power. In other words, I have all authority to take off your head, but instead of taking your head, I take it on my head. Mighty God. <laughs> Amazing, no? Did you confess him as your mighty God? I remember Alexander the Great. Once upon a time, one of his generals comes to him and he says, My Lord, my daughter is getting married. I need some money. How much do you need? 10,000 talents of gold. Immediately, he calls a treasurer and he writes a oh, check. I don't know whatever that is those days. He says, give him 10,000 talents of gold from the treasury. And he goes off. And all these subjects are looking at Alexander and asking, Lord, how come 10,000 talents of gold? Are you crazy? You know what, they, what he says? He believes that I got, I'm so rich that I have so much of money. And he honors his faith. What is the sin that you are carrying? That you cannot forgive yourself? Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. No, On the cross. What did he say? If you are really the son of God, come down. <laughs> Amazing, no? If you would have come down. Ah, you really want to show? I will be show an example. <laughs> John's Gospel chapter 18. Jesus therefore knowing all things that would come upon him went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said, I am he. The moment he said, I am he, slight through his flesh, a crevice was made. A crevice through his flesh. And his glory was revealed slightly. And what happened to those fellows? And they fell back. 
And immediately Jesus covered his glory. And it's like a man flexing his muscles and then he said, okay, no, 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 no. Like, uh, like Pastor Eric puts on his shirt, no? It's not so powerful. And he just covers himself. Okay, take me. Can he just destroy them? Do you know I have the authority to crucify? I have an authority to release you? Do you know? If you're a king, if you're a, if you're a king, where are your subjects? If my kingdom is of this world. Huh. If my kingdom is of this world. Peter, put your sh- sword in your sheath. Will not my father send a legion of angels to defend me? What are you thinking, Peter? I need you to defend me? Mighty God. Mighty God. Then he asked them, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go. Wow. That is mighty God. If you are seeking me, let them go. Do you see the gospel in every confession of Jesus? Gospel in his confession as a, as a counselor. Gospel in his confession that he is wonderful. Gospel in his confession that he is a mighty God. That he was so patient. That when we were yet sinners. When we were ungodly. When we were without strength. When we were absolutely enemies of God. Christ died for us. Think about that. That is mighty God. He had every reason to destroy us. When Adam and Eve sinned. Get rid of these fellows. Let's start fresh. You and I are not here again anymore. Think about that. Yesterday I was talking to pastor. You know? I was saying Lord pastor. I really thank God that I am. In the New Testament and not in the Old Covenant. And I was telling Pastor, what are the chances, Pastor, if I was in the Old Covenant that I would know Jesus as, or the God of Israel? What are the chances? What are the chances? Mighty God that he allowed me to be born in this century and not before Christ, so that I could know him. Mighty God. Mighty God. John's Gospel chapter, this is powerful, okay? This is one of the most powerful verses as the Father knows me even so, John's Gospel chapter 10, verse 15 onwards. As the Father knows me even so, I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Look at this. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. That's what I told you, know. Who are those other sheep? You and me are the other sheep, okay? Them also I must bring and they will hear my voice and they will, and there will be one flock and one shepherd and then Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down my life myself and I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to pay it up. What is he? What God, he? what God is he? Mighty God. Why did he die then? For me. And why did he die then? So that he has other sheep than his disciples. Who's other sheep, Baba? You and me. What chances would we have if God did not say this word? And therefore we confess him as what God? Three confessions first. First, loudly. Say, say that. He is wonderful. Say that. He is counselor. He is mighty God. Why? Why is he mighty? The mighty God who restrained himself. 
He, sh- he just closed all his might. I'll show you this verse, no? Look at what it says. For this, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving as an example that you should follow his footsteps, who committed no sin, nor was this deceit found in him, in his mouth, who when he was reviled did not revile in return, whom he, when he suffered he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live right by righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. That is the reason why he says, you know what? It's impossible for you to be patient. You need who? You need the mighty God. <laughs> it is impossible for you to love. You need the who? Mighty God. It is impossible for you not to retaliate. And therefore you need the mighty God. Confess him as mighty God. This morning, let's do the next one. Everlasting Father. What is everlasting father? doesn't mean that he's become a father. It's like this, no? The father of uh, trigonometry. Euclid. Okay, Euclid. Okay. I don't know. Just, just randomly. Okay. The father of computer science. Von Neumann. The father of communication engineering, Shannon. The father of modern physics, Newton. The father of quantum mechanics, Einstein. Einstein. What is he? These are the people who started something absolutely radical new. He is what father? He is a father of everlastingness. That's the exact translation. <laughs> Love that. What is he? He is the father of everlastingness. Let us look, let us look at what it, that means. Okay, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. All right. John chapter chapter four. What does that mean? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up unto everlasting life. You know what? You know, I'll tell you what that phrase means. You know, in modern day equivalents. Mama, that guy is enjoying his life, Mama. Where is he? He's in US, Mama. Enjoy your life. Enjoy. Only five day week. We can fully enjoy. That is life, Mama. How many of you have heard that? Enjoy. Five days, work, Saturday, Sunday, movie. Or you have uh, bar or whatever. Bar, ghar, or bar, ghar, we don't know. <laughs> because in Goa, every restaurant is a bar. And every every bar has a star. They're all star bars. Okay, <laughs> for whatever reason, okay, and it goes on till in the end of Jan, the Christmas season, it gets extended for a month to accommodate all the tourists, by the way. Think about this. What is life for us? Life fullest enjoyment. Okay, this is if I have this, if I have this, if I have this, if I have this, then I enjoy. Like, it was amazing, you know, Dr. Richard was praying. Life under the sun, it doesn't matter how much you enjoy, after a while, it's gone. It's gone. No, I've, I keep telling this example over and over again, no? You watch movies. You start in the morning. 
go movie after movie. I did that, okay? <laughs> movie after movie. <clears throat> this is after I finished my uh, my real hard work, okay? Now I deserve a break. So what I'm doing? I'm enjoying my life. So what am I doing? Movie after movie after movie after movie. And I ended the movie by watching the, let's say I watch American History X. Okay? <laughs> American History X. What has happened? After I finish watching the movie, I'm depressed. I'm walking like a zombie. <laughs> what happened to me? I did not enjoy life. I wasted life. This is that not your experience? How many of you really after watching a movie felt so satisfied? Bah! I'm so content today. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. No, 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 no. Unless you watch that movie 25 times, you still don't will not find enjoyment. You see that? Nothing in this world can give you enjoyment. You know what God said? I am going to start something new through my son Jesus. What is enjoyment? I'm going to show you. To do the will of the father is to enjoy. And if that fellow does the will of the father, he will enjoy forever. I did not have to say that. Let the word speak for itself. Amen. Okay, let's see. Psalm 16. You will show me the path of enjoy life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forever. Now think about the most ecstatic pleasure that you enjoyed. And multiply it infinite times. Adi, pleasure. You still haven't enjoyed anything unless and until you have enjoyed God. You haven't enjoyed intimacy unless you have enjoyed the intimacy with God. You have not enjoyed giving unless and until you have experienced the love of God. You have not enjoyed it. Think about this guy, you know. What did Paul see in Jesus that he says, all the things that I have achieved are considered as what? Tang, penta. That's like, that's the equivalent word in Telugu. Dung. To know him, what did you see in him? Enjoy, mama. You know, that's exactly what happens when believers come together. And they start speaking about Jesus. Wow. You know, Pastor James, Eric and I, three pastors in one, in my home for lunch, for dinner the other day. What a time! Just, just to be in the presence of believers. That is the reason why it says, the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is what? All my delight. That is enjoy. You haven't enjoyed God until and unless you have enjoyed your brother. You know that? I'm telling you honestly, you should know, you know, the kind of times we have together in our worship practice and whenever we come together, this is an exchange that is going on and after that there's elation. Have you ever not felt satisfied when you left? Absolutely. You are full. Open your mouth and I will fill it with, fill it with good things. He became the beginner of something which is going to last for eternity and not just for on this life on earth. That is the reason why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19, if you have hope in Jesus Christ in this life only of all the people you are the most miserable. Now ask me this question. I'll ask you this question. Did you confess him as everlasting father? Did you enjoy him? Do you enjoy his word? 
as the deer panteth for the water. My soul pants for you, Lord, for the living God. My thirst yearns for God. That is the reason why C.S. Lewis puts it. If there's hunger, there's such a thing, such a thing as food. If there's sex, there's such a thing as pleasure. What does it tell me? That me, I am just not made for this world. I am made for something much greater than this. Just paraphrasing him. Paraphrasing. Something that just absolutely enjoy. You'll enjoy it for eternal life. Now, question number two. If you have confessed him as everlasting father, do you give value for eternal things or temporal things? How do we show value for eternal things? Let me tell you something. You kill the attitude of Esau. What did he do? For a bowl of meat, he sold his birthright. Bowl of meat. So what do we do? We? we what, what, what do we do? F-A-S-T. Adi. Everybody say fast. How many of you below 40? No. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> and how many of you don't have diabetes? You have to ask this question also. These days. Fast. What did I say? Fast. Don't give excuses. No, I have a lot of excuses. I have a lot of functions. I have a lot of functions. I know I need that coffee. I need that. No. I'll tell you something. You tell your body, Baba, I want to enjoy God. I want to prove to myself that satisfying your cravings is much, much lesser than satisfying God. Do his pleasure is my pleasure. That is a treasure. You see? Everlasting father. The father of everlastingness. He doesn't want to give you just momentary pleasures. He only wants to give you momentary affliction. What he wants to give us? Momentary, yesterday pastor was teaching beautifully to the pastors. He says, all these things that God has ordained in our life is to kill our flesh. Beatings and constrictions have been pressed on every side, have been crushed down. All these things God has ordained to kill your flesh. Because what can separate you from the love of Christ? Can tribulation? Can nakedness? Can peril? In all these things are we not more than conquerors? As it is written, we have been what? Counted as sheep. To the slaughter. But you know what? In all these things, neither depth, nor height, nor principalities, nor present, nothing in the present, nothing in the future can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus forever. Amen. Adi, everlasting life. Did you confess him as your everlasting father? Father meaning the beginning of something which is everlasting, not just temporal. Temporal pleasures and earthly pleasures are, sorry, eternal pleasures. What do you want? Fix your eyes on Christ Jesus. You will show me the path of life. But how did he attain this path of life? Through corruption, right? He went through death in order to enjoy this. And what do we do? We also go through death to enjoy this. Okay. So, four confessions. What are the first? Wonderful. Second. Counselor. Third. Mighty God, fourth, everlasting father, finally, the prince of peace. This is one of my favorites. Again, lots of things I can say, but I want to worship also today. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by 
faith. We have peace with God. He was the one who became the prince of peace. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received the reconciliation or those terms for peace. You know what? There's only one person who can gain peace. He has to be both God and he has to be man, both man. That is the reason why it says there is only one God and there is only one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. The man, Christ Jesus. So not only does he make peace with God, he also makes peace with our enemies. Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 onwards. For he himself is our priest, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation between who? The Jews and the Gentiles for us. For the Brahmins and the and the lower caste. Whatever caste you have. Whichever caste. Chaudhary. Okay. Okay. Purushottama Chaudhary. Bo. Purushallo Uttamudu. Okay. So I should not use too much of Telugu. Okay. Purushottama Chaudhary. Whatever Chaudhary. You know that's exactly how marital col- uh, marriage columns are. Right? Chaudhary. Boy. Born again. Born again Chaudhary and Born again Chaudhary is looking for fair computer science Microsoft Chaudhary. For he himself is our peace. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Now close your eyes. <laughs> Think of your worst possible enemy. Enemy. You could be in the church too. I don't know. Okay. That one person in your office whom you can't stand. Okay. Or if anybody, if all the people can't stand you, I don't know, whatever it is. I mean, it can work both ways, no? <laughs> it can work both ways. Okay. I can't stand her and everybody saying we can't stand her. Maybe you have to make peace. We don't know. Right? Some people has to make peace with you, but you have to make peace with a lot of people. How many have to make peace, Baba? Show me your hands. Confession. <laughs> Hiding. <laughs> Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man. Thus making, between the two, thus making peace. Goes on to say, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the what? The enmity. And ask God this, this, this year, even as we enter into another year, Lord, no enemies. I don't want to have any enemy. enemy. If I have enemies, I don't have a problem. That's their headache. But I want to enjoy peace with God and I want to also have, want to enjoy peace with man. I want to have a clear conscience with God, I want to have a clear conscience with man because I confess that he is the Prince of Peace. So this morning, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then what happens? And of the increase of his government and of his peace, there shall be no end. Only one thing God says. Come unto me, all those who are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon your shoulder and learn of me. What is on his shoulder? The government. So what is he asking us to bear on our shoulder? His government. His government. And in order for his government to be established in our life, we need to make five confessions. What are the, what are the first five confessions? Wonderful. He's counselor. He is what? Mighty God. He is what? Everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. Peter, can you lead us in that song? Can we all stand in the presence of the Lord this morning? I spoke for approximately one hour, 45 minutes. Okay. So I want to, want us to finish with one song that Peter is going to lead us in. Let's go to the end of the year with expectancy in our hearts. Let there be a preparation. Okay. Like yesterday, pastor was praying for, for the pastors. He was saying, these 10 days, Lord, let these 10 days, you are able to fulfill all that we could not do in 355 days. You are able to do it. Do you believe? Do you believe? So be prepared. Go prepared for the end of the year. Go with expectancy. Go with our hearts. Confessing his name. Question is, do you know his name? Okay. His name is higher than any other. His name is Jesus. His name is Lord. His name is higher than any other. His name is Jesus. His name is
Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. This morning, just raise your hands. Just in your place. Confess. Lord, you are wonderful, Lord. Lord, you are a God who is able to silence all the voices of Egypt. Bury all my past. And give me a fresh start. Though the voices that pursued me will pursue me no more. And therefore I confess you as wonderful. Father, I want you to give me authority over all the powers of the enemy. Therefore I want Lord, your teaching, your counsel. Guard me from offense Lord. So that that I can accept your teaching and be freed in my own self and be a vessel through my counsel to deliver others, O Lord. Just like the Samaritan woman was delivered, who left her pot and went and evangelized the whole city. Oh Jesus, and therefore I confess you as counselor. It's all possible, Lord, because you, Father, restrained yourself from giving me everlasting punishment. In that, you are a mighty God that you took all my punishment upon yourself. And therefore, I confess you as my mighty God. And therefore, I ask you, Lord, just the way that you were patient with me, that you grant me the grace to be patient with others. I confess you, Lord. As mighty God. And Lord I want to enjoy you. I want to enjoy your presence. I want to find pleasure in you. More than the passing pleasures of this world. The fleeting pleasures of sin. I want to be like Moses. Father therefore. I confess you. As my father of everlastingness begin a new chapter in my life that I will enjoy you more I will enjoy your word more nothing will satisfy me more than you and therefore I confess you as my everlasting father all this you made this possible because you brought you bought peace upon the cross because you said in your word in Romans chapter 5 not only so we enjoy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ who has become for us our atonement so granting us that gift of peace with God and not only peace with God peace with those whom I dislike and let me Enjoy that peace, Lord. And therefore you, therefore I confess you as my Prince of Peace. And even as I confess, Lord, I pray, Lord, that the government will rest upon me as well. And the increase of your government in my life, of your authority in my life, and of your peace in my life, there will be no end, O oh Lord Jesus. And there will be room for more in my life for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father.
We give you glory, Father. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this day that you have blessed us with, O Lord. Even as we go about the season of Advent, I pray. Lord, that we will carry you in our hearts. That we will be messengers of peace. Oh Jesus, grant us grace to that and we pray. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. For in Jesus name we pray. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. Amen. Amen.